0: Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for another episode of Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 23? It is Sunday, March 15th, in the year 2009. And for those of you here in the Twin Cities, well, the weather is finally taking a turn for the better, and even the stock market took a turn for the better this past week. Hmm, interesting. Of course, we all know who the media is going to give all the credit to, but we won't go there. All right, first and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportsstuff.com and iTunes and Timberwolvespress.com. I want to thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show because it is a fantastic show to talk about Timberwolves. Very in-depth, very passionate. That is what I'm all about all the time. Join the explosion of Timberwolves basketball. All right, first and foremost... TheSportsStuff.com is the main home for Timberwolves Explosion. On the front page in the upper right-hand corner, there is a button that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. That is how you can get on our message boards or forums and join in. Join in the discussion on TheSportsStuff.com to talk about anything and everything you want from sports, video games, politics, anything you want. Any sport, pretty much. I mean, you you could talk about cricket on there if you'd like. Think about it. So do sign up. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about a surprising week for the Timberwolves. They actually went 2-2 two and two, as we're going to review four games today. And we're going to catch up with Big Al Jefferson as he finally talked to the local media this past week, um, just a little check-in, a little, a little temper tantrum watching the Wolves lose games and um, didn't like calls by the refs, stuff like that. Statements like that he made. Um, yeah, I don't know if the refs are the big biggest problem for the Timberwolves right now. I can't really think about that too much. Yeah, anyhow, you get the idea. First and foremost, though, before before I get into the uh, the break here, TimberwolvesPress.com, TimberwolvesPress.com. A fantastic website, of course, nice enough to have me in front and center on their website every time my show is released. It gets put right in the middle, or at least when he's able to. (laughs) Otherwise, click on the podcast section. If it's not where you can see it, simply click on the podcast section as the podcasts get updated each and every time this show is uploaded to the Internet. Timberwolves Press, your one-stop source for everything Minnesota Timberwolves. And, of course, the first to break the O.J. Mayo and Kevin Love trade, along with the Al Jefferson injury. And we almost had (laughs) the Kirk Heinrich deal, as sources were correct that things were going on, uh, but the uh, Bulls basically pulled out. That's basically what happened, or at least they wanted too much. Yeah. Anyhow, before I digress too much, we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Vikings ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back once again here on Timberwolves Explosion episode number 23, a reminder for iPod users. Do check out Purple Mafia, outstanding Minnesota Vikings podcast. Of course, not much going on in free agency there, but there'll be some draft talk sooner or later, which is what Timberwolves Explosion is going to be talking about here in the coming weeks as, uh, season's not going to be lasting too much longer. Um, I'm going to issue a quick warning though to those of you out there is a couple weeks in advance here before it kicks in is, uh, lawn cleanups are coming. For me, that is my second job, other than my first customer service job. Um, yeah, lawn cleanups are going to kick in, the lawn service, so might be a little bit tighter schedule to uh, get an episode out every single week, but I'm going to try. I am going to try. So just a warning, if you don't see me for a two, two to three weeks, that is what is going on. All right. The Timberwolves. On Monday the 9th, lost to the Washington Wizards. Monday the 9th of March, lost 110 to the Washington Wizards. This was pathetic, (laughs) absolutely pathetic. Um, Yeah, virtually unwatchable basketball. Timberwolves shot 43%, actually, which isn't too bad. The Wizards, however, shot 53%, so that's a problem going into this one. But, hey, the one good thing about this loss, the Washington Wizards gained ground on the Timberwolves. Mm Mm-hmm. That could mean more ping-pong balls for our Wolves as some of these bottom feeders catch up to us. Mm Hmm. It could happen. All right. Well, not that it always gives you the number one pick, but it could really help our chances of at least getting in the top five, if not the top three. So we're just going to have to see how things go there. Antoine Jameson and Karan Butler played the way they should have been playing all season. Karan Butler, 9 of 20. He hit 9 of 10 free throws, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 27 points. Two steals and a block. God, what did Karan Butler not do in this game? Well, he didn't hit a three-pointer. There you go. 0 for 1 from three-point land. Antoine Jameson 26 points, only four rebounds and three turnovers. But the 26 points are what count the most here. 9 of 19 from the floor. Friggin' Darius Anguila has his... Pretty much about as good a game as he's going to have in his career. In 29 and a half minutes, 8 of 9 from the floor, 19.6 rebounds. Darius frickin' Sungaila. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, that's pretty much a Alex Jones I just did right there, and that's pretty much how I felt during this game. This, this game was about as depressing as uh, the New World Order is, you know, when you get into that, if you do your research on that. Topic. Oh, God. Alex Jones, or Alex Jones, excuse me. Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon gets dusted off. As they like dust off the dicks. <laughs> okay, that was really bad. Excuse me, the Dixon, man. Um, nine, three of six from the floor. Nine points, four assists, six rebounds. What is going on? Even Blotchy got three blocks in this game. Blocky, Blotchy <laughs> got three blocks. Come on. Oh, Kevin Love was okay, at least. He shot 50%, 16 and 11, and three steals for Kevin Love, which I wouldn't think is his strong point. But, um, yeah, I mean, the shooting wasn't necessarily the problem here for the Wolves. It's just, they just couldn't stop the Washington Wizards. Could not stop them at all. Ryan Gomes is shooting the ball too much, because I'm going to pretty much say that in every, for every game review today. 7 of to 17. Why are you shooting so much? Seriously, that's too much shooting for Ryan Gomes. Um, very good st- statistically, excuse me, five the fouls though, that sucks. It's of course Jameson just a complete terror for Ryan Gomes. But yeah, the 18.6 rebound, good line there. And Mike Miller pretty good. Pretty good in about exactly 40 minutes here, 40 minutes and 1 second. 5 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 5 from three-point range, good for 16 point, 9 rebound, 5 assists and 2 blocks. Mike Miller actually looked pretty good out there. And, um, yeah, he actually looked good on defense on a couple plays, which is hard to believe. He blocked Karan Butler once, which I was like, are you serious? Really? So, I'll take it. Um, rest of the team though, eh, whatever. Foy. Well, Telfer got 18 points and 5 assists, so he can't, I can't totally rip him. I mean, he is 6 of 14 from the floor, shooting the ball too much. And, uh, yeah, well under 50% there, or at least a little bit. Um, I don't know, too many three-point attempts, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, the 18 points, that's good. I mean, he's, he's starting to score a lot. Foy was 4 of 14, 0 of 3 from three-point range. Mm. Did get six assists, no turnover, so I like that. The assist-to-turnover ratio, perfect in this game. But, unfortunately, on a breakaway, it was a 2-on-1 with Randy Foy. Mike Miller against uh, Crittenden of the... Washington, the Wizards, the, uh, I don't know what position he is, point guard, basically. He's a point shooting nothing, basically, is what he is. <laughs> it was those two against him. You'd think there'd be no problem here of getting some type of uh, dunk or something on this play, especially being how athletic Randy Foy is. Mike Miller lobs the ball up in the air. Oh, great. The ball is lobbed too high. Foy, of course, lunging for it, kind of backwards somewhat. Or forward, I don't know exactly what's to the side, whatever. Just way the pass was way off, and Telf or Telfair Foy lands right on Crittenden's foot, and he sprains his ankle pretty significantly because Foy does not get up. He didn't even get up. He was just on the ground like I'm not getting up, man. Forget it. This is this this ain't gonna happen. And I was like, this is the last thing the Timberwolves need is one of those type of lingering ankle injuries. As we all know, what happened to Troy Hudson, Terrell Brandon, and others. Not pretty. Oh, boy. Luckily, Randy Foy does come back, though, later in this episode in game number four, comes off the bench. But, uh, man, hope and pray that this ankle injury does not linger long term because you just never know sometimes. Whew. Other than that, that's pretty much the end of the story. Washington just pretty much kicked our buzz from start to finish. Terrible game. Terrible game, unwatchable. Ah, uh, man, it was frustrating. Very frustrating seeing the second worst team in the league, pretty much wipe wipe the floor with you on your home court. But, of course, yeah, and I'll say real quick, that was the Wolves' tenth loss in a row, as the uh, just the <laughs> painful season since Al Jefferson has been out. Uh, the Wolves, I believe, at this point were one in twelve since Al Jefferson's departure due to an ACL injury. But boy, oh boy, did the 10-game losing streak come to an end Wednesday, the 11th of March. Oh my, did it come to an end. Memphis Gersley's come to town, and for some odd reason, this is like the first time in history that the Wolves, uh, you know how my feelings are. I've made my feelings known about the Kevin Love and O.J. Mayo trade. But this is the first time in history that the Wolves um, traded away or passed on the arguably, now I'll just say this to be Politically correct here, and I'm sorry to say I'm being that, but uh, arguably the better player in O.J. Mayo, and he doesn't come back and torch our ass and kick our butts every single freaking game that they play against us, a la Brandon Roy, who just stabs us in the chest every time we play against the Portland Trailblazers, and I mean every time. For some reason, O.J. Mayo doesn't match up well against the Timberwolves. Go figure. Go figure. And this time, without Randy Foy, who blocked his shot late in the game earlier in the year, the Timberwolves won this game 104 to 79. A 35 to 14 first quarter gave us a pretty good indicator of how this game could be heading. 26 to 15 in favor of Memphis in the second, so they gain 11 points there. Looked like a fairly close game, kind of teeter-tottered in the third, but the fourth quarter just a complete blowout, 31 to 18 in favor of our Timberwolves. Um, O.J. Mayo, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> once again, not his night, and a lot of his points—two, two of his, well, two, both of his three pointers—he was two of five from the floor, seven of seventeen overall. A lot of his points came in garbage time. Um, O.J. Mayo, he was able to finish with 18 points and five assists. Okay, not that impressive, not that impressive at all. Uh, Mike Conley. Officially assuming that point guard spot, finally. The former Ohio State superstar phenom, who went number three overall to the uh, Grizzlies years ago, a few years back with uh, when Greg Oden went number one. Um, yeah, 17 points, five assists, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Mike Conley emerging, Rudy Gay, pretty bad. Four of 12 from the floor, nothing much. Twelve points, nothing much to get excited about uh, Powell, or... Mark Gasol was decent. Uh, we even saw a little bit of Greg Buckner and the infamous Marco Yarich. Not much going on there. Other than Yaris finally marrying that uh, uh, Victoria's Secret model from Brazil. Good Lord. <laughs> crazy. Crazy stuff. That's about the only news of him. <laughs> Ryan Gomes, well, 25 points in this one. He explodes. Again, shooting the ball quite a bit, but he at least... Shot he was fifty percent on everything pretty much except his free throws. Eight of sixteen from the floor overall, three of six from three point range. What a nice three point shooting night for the Wolves. Forty five percent. Brian Cardinal hit three three pointers in this game. Three of five. Mike Miller, three of five as well. Just a butt kicking by these Timberwolves. Mike Miller had a really nice game, eighteen point eleven rebound game, six of twelve from the floor. Man. Beautiful to see Mike Miller go out and do his thing He he got another block shot and a steal in this game um, Of course no Randy Foy And at this point nobody was really sure what was going to happen uh, Kevin Love was outstanding So congratulations to Alec <laughs> Who loves Kevin Love He's his buddy And uh, yeah I'd like to have Kevin Love on this show at some point in time um, No I am not a Kevin Love hater I just love Love OJ Mayo. That, that's all. Or at least I did before this game. Because <laughs> that Mayo's getting a little, uh, that, the, the Mayo's been in the sun a little too long. You might wanna, might wanna fix that a little bit there. Yeah. Not the best game for OJ Mayo. Kevin Love, outstanding. As he continues to make Timberwolves fans feel better about this trade, as we really did. <laughs> Kevin Love and Mike Miller, just outstanding. The two players of the game, other than Ryan Gomes here, it's kind of like a, uh, Big three, you could call it. Really good job by uh, those guys. Craig Smith and Cardinal both getting double digits in this game. Craig Smith had 13 points and 8 rebounds. That was pretty nice. And, of course, Cardinal with 11 points on his 3-point shooting. Nice game for the Timberwolves. It felt good. It, it it really did. I know Memphis is two games behind us, and we want him to catch us so we can get more ping-pong balls. But... You gotta have some kind of confidence boost once in a while. I mean, you don't want this team to be totally dead. Wolves continue the homestand as Friday the 13th. Jason Voris is coming. Jason Voris is coming to the target center on Friday the 13th. Watch out. New York Knicks bring their machetes to the game. <laughs> and they beat us. 102 to 94. Sorry, I just, I know. Friday the thirteenth is a cool movie series, I'm gonna admit it right here on the air. It it is. So um, really cool movie to watch to the uh <clears throat> the remake, excuse me. Ryan Gomes eclipses the twenty point mark as I get off that previous subject real quick here. Twenty eight points for Ryan Gomes and eleven for twenty one shooting. Again, shooting the ball like crazy as he's pretty much trying to assume the L. Jefferson role, apparently. Only four rebounds in 40 and a half minutes. That's one the only drawback you could say. Uh, New York outrebounded rebounded the Wolves, 50 to 41. So there's a fairly significant stat there. Neither team shot well. The next 39% for the game. The Wolves 42 and a half. Eh, not great. Mike Miller coming down to earth a bit. Three of eight from the floor. But uh, certainly filled the stats. Look at this. This is crazy. 12 points, two blocks. Two steals, six turnovers, seven assists, and 11 rebounds. So, yeah, that's, that's stat filling. I'll tell you that. Telfair shot the ball 20 times in this game. Another uh, high-scoring effort by Sebastian Telfair going against his hometown team. as of course, Marbury's cousin, the Coney Island kid, number two. Nine of 20 from the floor with, for 22 points. Four turnovers, three assists. So, mm, Wolves turned the ball over 17 times. In this game versus the Knicks, 12 turnovers. Nate Robinson, well, he only shot 5 of 15 from the floor, but 14 of 17 from the line. This kid got to the line over and over and over, and he had 25 points in this game. And the little midget got seven re- or six rebounds to go with that. How about that? Nate Robinson, this guy is quietly and quickly becoming a star on this New York Knicks team. Absolutely, uh, Wilson Chandler, I, I really like this guy a lot too, man. 24 points, 12 rebounds for Wilson Chandler. The Knicks have some hope over there, and, you know, they, they, they really do. They really do. Um, I, I like the, uh, David Lee and Kevin Love matchup a lot. Well, kinda. Kevin Love kinda had problems. He did block, he did get four blocks in this game. Brian Cardinal had three blocks in this game, how about that? Ha! Huh. And Mike Miller, another game with blocks, as I mentioned earlier, two of them. Definitely not Mike. Uh, Kevin Love's night at all. Seven of two of seven from the floor. Six points, four rebounds, mm, four fouls. David Lee. Well, he got his shot blocked a lot of times, but he did get five steals. So Kevin Love just not his night. Just not his night. So that's pretty much about it. The Knicks. Knicks basically just beat us. That's just all there is to it. We'll move on quickly now to the final game of the game review part of this show. Charlotte Bobcats come to town, A team that is, believe it or not, in the well was in the playoff hunt. This, of course, was last night, Saturday, March 14th. 28 and 38. After this game, the Bobcats were, believe it or not, only with 28 wins, still in the playoff hunt in the East. Hmm. Hard to believe. That just shows how weak the bottom two or three spots are in the in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Gerald Wallace, a guy that me and Marcus the Forecaster love, would just absolutely love to have on this team. As we remember, the trade rumors earlier this year really p- piqued our interest. Uh, 8 of 11 from the floor, 10 of 12 from the free throw line, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Wow. That is just outstanding. Um, wow. Absolutely cool uh, on his part. Okafer, not his night at all. Ameka Ogafer, only 9.5 rebound night. What's going on here? Four fouls, two. And that's because Kevin Love kicked his butt. Kevin Love, old K-Love, kicked his butt. 9-17 of 17 from the floor overall, 22.7 rebound game. Uh, Gomes, very good as well. Another 20-point effort for Ryan Gomes. Craig Smith inserted into the starting lineup in this particular game, playing very, very good basketball. As well, 7 of 8 from the floor, 15.7 rebounds, as he tends to do this. When he starts, look at his field goal percentage. Good God. It is just an unbelievable, uh, job by Craig Smith. As let's look at that field goal percentage as a starter. It is 60%, folks. 60%. I'll take it. He's not much of a rebounder, that's for sure, but my goodness, can this guy put the ball in the basket with ease. That little muscle uh, spin, whatever, and baby hook, it is working, folks. The guy can score. He he can't guard anybody, and he's not a good rebounder, but who can he score when given the opportunity? This guy could rack up 25 points, you know, on any given night, in all honesty. Uh, Man. Speaking of another guy who can rack up points when his shot is fallen, Rodney Carney off the bench, eight of 13, four of seven from the from three-point range, 21 points by Rodney Carney. That was a lot of fun to watch. I really, really like Rodney Carney. I hope the Wolves can keep him come the summer, June, July, whatever, when free agency gets going. Um, Brian Cardinal with a solid game as well, eight points, five assists, three steals. <laughs> Brian Cardinal, very good job in this game. He really helped the Wolves down the stretch, helped them make runs. As uh, the Wolves totally outplayed the Charlotte Bobcats from start to finish. Can't imagine the Bobcats felt too good. Foy, as I mentioned, returns for this game. 9.5 assist effort, not too bad. 31 minutes off the bench. So don't be surprised to see Randy Foy return to the starting lineup. I personally would like to see Telfair return to the bench. I would. I wouldn't mind at all if that were to happen. Um, a lot of us see uh, Telfair as the starting point guard right now because there's nobody else, and that Foy should be shooting guard. But I don't know. Backcourt is too small. Telfair is inconsistent. That's just how I see it. Some of you might disagree. You can uh, talk to me on the message boards on the stuff.com. Telfair did have nine assists in this game, but only five points at five personal fouls. So, you know, he is very inconsistent, very inconsistent, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that was a party last night, man. The Wolves, beautiful game, beautiful game for the Wolves against the Charlotte Bobcats. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to catch up with Big Al right after this. Here on the thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up. On Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The Boogeyman Derek Bugard says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and Brave the Wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. We're back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 23, a reminder for iPod users. All right. Well, there's an article in the Star Tribune, and that's where we're going to get our uh, information from at this point in time. Catching up with Big Al. Well, for one, they asked him how he's how he's uh, recovering, how he feels right now, is, of course, the knee ligament, the ACL, the one that's right in the middle in there on your knee. Definitely the wrong Wrong ACL to tear or damage, that's for sure, because it holds your whole knee together. So six to eight-month recovery process, that sucks. Uh, Al Jefferson's quote, I feel all right. I just take it day by day. Some days are better than others. Today, (laughs) Today just is not a good day for me, but I'm working real hard to get my knee back. I've got a long way to go. The only thing I'm able to do now is just get on a bike and turn it a little bit. Hopefully, in the next couple weeks, I can start lifting and get off these things here. I hate these. Of course, that being crutches. He's still on crutches. And trust me, Al, I hear you there because, I, you know, when I've turned my ankle many times, I have never once used crutches. I don't want to. And I've turned my ankle a lot of times, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Probably more than I, you know, should, <laughs> you know, without crutches. I mean, I probably should have used them a couple of times. Um man, that is some crazy stuff. Uh, asking him about how things are going or about how uh, his knee could limit him next year. I'm not worried about it limiting me, no. That's why I'm busting my tail now. I'm not going to even think like that. I've seen guys have way worse surgeons than I had and come back better than ever. I'm going to be one of them, so I'm just going to take advantage of this Time and work on my body Work on my jump shot, work on things I should Work on, I want to come back And be better than ever, better Than when I was hurt mm-hmm. Definitely good thought For sure, by Bigel, One final comment by him, real quick Before I get into something else uh, That night in New Orleans when I did it If there had been nine minutes left In the fourth quarter, I would have come back Man, he's crazy <laughs> I felt good to come back and play When I did my MCL, which he strained in September last year, I was in more pain then then, than when when I did my ACL. I felt good the next day. I even thought about playing Tuesday against Toronto. We weren't even going to go get an MRI. We were going to play it by ear, but they said, okay, just go get one. When the doctor told me I tore my ACL, I couldn't believe it emotion just took over. I just hurt. And yeah, that's unbelievable. As I I, I remember now as that article comes to conclusion, I remember years ago, Atlanta Falcons running back Jamal Anderson was walking off the field on his own strength. Looked right at the camera and said, "I think I'm okay." And he tore he had torn his ACL. Think about that. That's crazy. That that's just scary, isn't it? That is really scary to imagine that the injury is that severe and you don't even know it sometimes. Woof, God, you know, it's like some of you out there, you hope that didn't happen to you. <laughs> you didn't know. That would really be bad news. Um, also, Al Jefferson, who lives in Golden Valley, by the way, which is where I live, really cool that he lives in the same town, of course, a richer neighborhood. <laughs> um, he says that he threw or is replacing his TV now. In his house, like one of his TVs, as he probably has several of them, because he threw his shoe at it. His comment was that he was actually uh, going to replace it anyway, but I guess that's his excuse for throwing his shoe at the TV. Because, he, you know, Al Jefferson obviously has a little bit of a temper, as we've seen him flare up at Randy Foy more than once. Um, he said he was mad about either the ref's call or just how the game was going. Oof. <laughs> just, I just got a kick out of that, that he broke his TV with his shoe. Kind of sounds like me playing video games, but... Yeah (laughs) I don't know I got a kick of that So I'm going to close the show with that comment Um, Big Al to me obviously my favorite basketball player And I wish him Well my favorite Timberwolf My favorite overall player is D. Wayne D. Wayne Wade As you probably could guess the way I say his name But We're going to close the show today As there's not really much news to talk about Mostly game reviews And then you know the little catch up with Big Al That absolutely deserves Talk on this show so we're going to Call it a show today and we're going to talk To you again next week take care